Hello and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where every episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. This is episode 9, and this episode we're looking at the Fantastic Four versus the Incredibles. It's clobbering time. Okay, so the main thing here, and the reason basically we suggested this, when these two teams are incredibly similar. Yeah, on, on paper they don't seem it because you think of the Incredibles and it's a, it's a family unit. You've got two parents and kids and the family dog and then the baby who uh, at the end don't turns out to have superpowers and all the rest of it. So they don't look very similar. But then you look at the makeup of the team and the, the abilities they've got and it's not actually that different. No, I mean, you, you have to figure at some point when they're writing the Incredibles, like the Fantastic Four was definitely the jumping off point. Oh, there. God, yes. There's no, there's no two ways about it. There are direct parallels. I mean, Mr. Incredible directly parallels the thing apart from the mutation angle of it, but he's essentially just super strong and indestructible. Yeah. Then you've got, um, you know, Violet basically is the Invisible Woman. She is Sue Storm. Does Violet actually go invisible though? She definitely has like the psionic powers. I don't yeah. recall her ever actually going invisible, but she can definitely put a force field around herself and stuff like that. And then obviously you've got Mr. Fantastic and Mrs. Incredible with the stretchy limbs. Yeah. So they're obviously incredibly similar. I guess your parallel for Johnny Storm is Frozone, who's technically out of the Incredibles team, but yeah. he's ice, Johnny's fire, so and he's part of that superhero universe. It's only really Dash that doesn't have an equivalent yeah. in the Fantastic Four. I guess Jack Jack. But Jack Jack's just strong anyway. Like yeah, but you, you, so. I mean, you don't really get any sense of Jack Jack until, until the code or anyway, you don't really get. No, he doesn't really count. He just sort of kind of gurgles all the way through yeah. the film and then at the end it's like half smash. Yeah, in, in terms of the core team, the only variable really is that Dash runs really fast. Yeah. Whereas Johnny Storm sets himself on fire and flies. Yeah. They, that is the only difference. Otherwise, every power has a direct match. Yeah. So it has to really come down to the personalities in the team. Yeah, and you've got to wonder of those two, you know, being able to set stuff on fire and fly or run really fucking fast, which one is the more useful? See, now I, I debate this quite a lot. I'm not, I'm not sad. I, I do have this, <laughs> I have this discussion with myself, right? I'm actually wearing flash socks today before we go any <laughs> That probably tells you which side of the fence I come down on here. But I always kind of think of the Flash as being completely useless because, like, whoa, we can run really fast. But then when you actually break it down, like that is about as useful as a power can be because nothing can touch you. Yeah, but at the same time, you put something really solid in front of a really fast thing. And well, I know it depends. This never happens with Dash, I don't think, on screen. But if he works the same way as the Flash, then the reason he can run so fast is because, and the reason the Flash has to wear the suit, is because the molecules in his body are continually vibrating at super speed, which means the Flash can actually vibrate through things. He can actually go through But only if you notice they're there, if they come upon him that quick. Well, yeah, I guess. You know, some, some, somebody's reversing a tanker out of a, out of a warehouse while he's coming up and he doesn't see it because he's watching whoever he's chasing up in the sky. He plows right into it. Yeah, but then you have to figure like if you look at um, I mean if you look at the way that Quicksilver has been handled in um, in the last X Men film and in um, in the Avengers as well, whenever he's running really fast, they do it so that the world around him slows down. Yeah, and it, certainly that would happen with the Flash as well because he's he's using the Speed Force and so time around him would he essentially bends time. Mm. So you have to kind of figure, I guess it would be the same. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's never, again, kids film, so they don't really, and especially Pixar as well, so they just focus on the core elements of the story. You don't really yeah. get too much into how these powers are working. It's not important. It's I, I, don't know, I just always wonder, and same with The Flash, I just always wonder if you, know, you stick a, a building in front of you, you just you know, drop some form of steel container in front of you, mm. like you know, milliseconds before he gets there. 
does he just plough into it? No, he would he would be able to go through it or get out of the way. Um, and it, I guess a large part of that comes down to the actual skill involved with those powers as well. Mm. You have to figure Dash is... I, I guess this is true of most of the Incredibles because you've got a child and a teenager there. So even though they would have had their powers their whole life... Yeah, they're not necessarily home. No, whereas with Fantastic Four, okay, they, they were sort of grown adults, kind of mid-twenties, early thirties by the time they got their powers. Mm. But then they're able to accept those as responsible adults and hone them and train those powers. Yeah. So I guess there's an element of that in it as well. Yeah, I mean, the thing I always thought would be great, and they sort of touched on it with, uh, what was it called? Chronicle? Yeah. Where you get these teenagers who are complete fuckheads. I can't remember how it came up, but they got superpowers. But instead of so going... To meet your yeah, on the ground, isn't yeah. it? Uh, but rather than going, oh, fuck, with great power comes great responsibility, it's like, fuck me, I can fly. Yeah. I can break shit with my mind. Yeah. What can I do next? I'll push a car off the road. I'll rob a bank. Yeah. And to me, that would be the, 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 the way that 99.9999% of people would think is, fuck me, what can I do with this? Yeah, I mean, Chronicles, the first time I watched it, I kind of went into it only knowing that it was like this found footage superhero thing. So I thought, so completely blindsided. In fact, it's actually not a superhero story at all. It's a supervillain origin yeah. story. And it's very clever for that. Of course, Josh Trank directing that and now doing the new Fantastic Four as well. So. Yeah. I guess there's parallels in the new one. I haven't seen it yet. No, so I've not no. seen it yet. Um, but not maybe that we don't plan these things. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. Um, I definitely will see it given the shitstorm that's coming yeah. online. Yes, yeah, because I'm curious. But in terms of which Fantastic Four we're taking, I don't think it really matters whether we use the newer one, the previous screen incarnation, the previous previous screen incarnation, the cartoon incarnations, or the comics, because of all the superheroes that have been adapted, the Fantastic Four are always fairly consistent. Yeah. Nobody ever really fucks with them. Certainly not in the way that you kind of see Superman being fucked around with now and, and yeah. things like that. The Fantastic Four are largely left alone in terms of the characters themselves and the powers apart from in the new one there's this um, adopted relationship between Sue and Johnny but that, that's about the only yeah. thing that's different and that doesn't really matter no. apart from I guess when you get into the relationships between the characters which is where I see the core of this fight being decided because we won't apart from the anomaly <laughs> anomaly of, of the speed versus kind of flying then the powers are directly paralleled. So yeah. it's got to come down to the makeup of that team, which is kind of where you've got to initially give it to the Incredibles because they are a family. Yeah. The Fantastic Four are also a family. I mean, they're, they're comics first family, but they are more of a kind of adopted family. Yeah, there's an extended family. Yeah. yeah. Apart from Sue and Johnny, they're, they're four people that have just sort of come together, whereas the Incredibles are an actual family unit. Yeah. And I mean, there's also, even though... The direct fight, I guess, is between Mr. Incredible and the Thing and then Mr. Fantastic and Mrs. Incredible. The actual leaders of both of those units and it's basically in Fantastic Four you've got a sort of patriarchy with, you've got uh, Reed Richards leading the show yeah. and then with the Incredibles you've got Mrs. Incredible is clearly the leader there. Like yeah. it, it's, it's a, like a general family, it's always a matriarchy. It, yeah, she is a matriarchal character which instantly, in my view anyway, I guess that probably says more about my individual background, but that makes them a stronger unit by far because ain't nobody gonna fuck with those kids while she's around. No, that's it. You know, whereas don't get me wrong, Fantastic Four, yeah, they're all friends and they're gonna look out for each other, but it's not the same as a mother protecting her children. No, I'm, I mean, whereas I'm not as familiar with the, the comic books as you are, but when you get any group like that, which is individuals who've come together, 
there's always that potential for conflict and fraction, mm. uh, friction, um, where that those relationships are tested and pushed. Whereas with the family, you kind of get that to a point where you do get you know, the kids arguing with the parents and the parents arguing and so on. But at the end of the day, they still have that stronger bond. There's something holding them together more than just what he's my mate. I, mean, I, drink, I go drinking with him. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I think that's, that's the key to this is as long as she's, well, even if she's taken out, that bond is then just automatically going to knock down the line. Like if, if she gets taken out, that's just going to piss Mr. Incredible off. Yeah. And he is automatically then going to protect the rest of his family. And that is not a dude you want pissed off. No, and I mean you look at the the way they all worked in the Incredibles as well. Is that they did cut, they did kind of look out for each other. When when one was compromised, the other would, another would step in and assist to give the one the chance to to come back. And you you take out any one of them, and I think okay, then their their skill set and their power is lost. But then you still got the rest of the family trying to pull together to 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 do something else mm. to combat the fact they've lost that ability. Whereas I don't think you would get that with the Fantastic Four. I think Fantastic Four all very much. This is what I can do. Yeah, definitely. And it, I think in terms of losing those powers as well, like, definitely both sides are going to fight as a team. This isn't a this isn't a battle of individuals no. we've got here. They are both units, yes. definitely. So in terms of taking members out of those units, the key ones you've got to take out straight away, I guess, are Violet and Sue because they're the ones that have got the ability to essentially protect. They yes. can put up force fields. Yeah. So that's initially any kind of onslaught that's, that's happening, whether it be, I don't know, Johnny shooting flames or whatever, Violet's just going to be able to put up a force field. I mean, the other thing with Violet as well is we do actually see her throw balls of energy and things as well. Hmm. Um, so she's able to throw projectiles back there, which could potentially blindside people, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't remember ever being addressed that she could do that. No, I mean, I mean... I think it was kind of also centred on her, wasn't it? Yeah, she can project outwards, but I don't ever recall seeing her throw actual plasma balls or something then, which yeah, with Violet it has been done, Violet can throw energy, that is something yeah. that can be done. Also Violet, as we've discussed in previous podcasts, Violet pissed off teenager, mm. so yeah, very dangerous. Yeah, I mean I suppose, I suppose that's a double-edged sword though as well because, I mean I think we talked about in the uh, the Jetsons Futurama episode, I think that it's a double-edged sword as much, yeah you piss her off and she's going to go a bit fucking hormonal, mm. or you're going to piss her off and she's going to run away and sock. And that's the only worry there, is that depending on how they play her, she might just buck off. She may do, yeah, but again, I think they're a stronger family unit than that. Certainly than the Jetsons are anyway, in the, in the terms of the Jetsons, yeah, you can see Judy just going off and slamming a door. Yeah. Um, it's kind of addressed in The Incredibles as well. She is always like the outsider of the unit and things, but they yeah. are very much a 100% tightly bound strong family and I don't think she'd leave them in the lurch. She no. might begrudgingly have to help them. Yeah, I don't I think, think it might be something you threw it at some hero return and I'd take all the credit. As they're fighting as a unit and they've both got the, these force fields up, then it's got to come down to the two heavy hitters to basically work like grunts and get their way through, isn't it? It's got to be yeah. kind of Mr. Incredible and the thing just trying to get through these force fields. Yeah. Um, I mean, the question is, do you put Sue and Violet at the front and try and sort of keep some sort of shielding around, or do you put them at the back and keep the try, have them trying to project something in front of their forward people? Yeah, I, I kind of figured it would almost be a dome <laughs> yeah. going over. So they're moving almost like a kind of Roman army in a yeah. shell formation under this dome. Because the problem is, while they've both got domes up, neither side can attack, so somebody's got a flank. Now, if that's happening... But to me, that would be Johnny, because he's, he's going to be outside the dome anyway. And now I've instantly gone the other way, because to me, that would be Dash, because you'd never see him coming. Yeah. So that's where these two come into play. Yeah. They're your wingers. 
Because, yeah, you, you wouldn't have those, you wouldn't need them in the dome. They're not going to do any damage in the dome. They're not effective in the well, dome. But nobody's going to be able to touch Dash anyway because he's too fast. Whereas Johnny, you are, like, you are going to see him coming. He's yeah, fucking he's, on fire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's the sun falling out of the sky. You yeah. kind of notice. Yeah, there's no way you're not seeing him. You can't blindside you, whereas Dash can very easily nip around the back for him. I'm right thinking he had to be on fire to fly, yeah? He's always on fire when he does fly. Yeah, yeah so... So, yeah, yeah so it's not a case of he can, only, he can sort of sneak off around the back of the building and, and loop around and not be on fire. Yeah, no, no, it's yeah. like it's flame on and then he can yeah. fly, yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, that element of surprise is gone. Yeah, completely, absolutely. And then you have to wonder, do we allow Frozone in? Because if we do, then he can just counteract him completely. Well, yeah, they kind of counteract each other because it depends who gets the first one off, doesn't it? Because I guess cause he, he could melt Frozone yeah, on. Exactly. However, Frozone, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, but fucking Star Wars. But Samuel L. Jackson, like, ain't no motherfucker going to take yeah, him Yeah, but he died like a bitch in Star Wars. Yeah, he shouldn't have been in Star Wars in the first place, but those films shouldn't have existed in the first place. Yeah. But anyway, well, there we, we go. We, we can, yeah, we can talk about that one another time. But yeah. No, I think the, the problem, I see, aside from introducing Frozen, when he's, he's, not, he's not part of the core, um, I think he, he's just kind of negated by... Yeah, by, yeah, yeah. I think, I think we are best sticking to the core. If anything, allow our villain each in, because you've got Syndrome and Doom. But then the second you allow Doom in, the whole thing's just fucked anyway. Yeah. Doom's taking everyone out. Yeah, I, I think we kind of need to keep it to the core for that one, just because so that because there's so much similarity and so many well, so much potential and so many issues mm. that are similar between the two teams. I don't, I think adding to it, I think it's just it's a distraction. Yeah. Okay. So if Johnny's essentially, then they're going to see him coming. He can't flank him. The only thing he can do, I guess, is try and break through that shield or distract Violet, I guess, in order to drop the shield. Whereas Dash can directly run around the back. Yeah. And just. I mean, he's still going to get through the shield, I guess, but they're not going to see him coming. No. And there's also the possibility that we don't really know how his power works, but if he can vibrate through yeah. things, he could potentially get through that shield. Mm. Alternately, he could dig underground extremely fast yeah. and come up underneath the shield. Yeah, it's always that. The whole thing of, of, of Johnny, I think his only real shot is if it's the Chris Evans Johnny, and he tries to be but also and all smooth and all cool. I did think that, and get, yeah. And, and distract her that way. Any incarnation of Johnny is extremely smooth and good looking anyway. That's Johnny Storm as a character. Mm. So, yeah, he could definitely turn Violet's head, uh, which would piss Mr. Incredible. Yeah, but so I don't think he'd be able to do much about it, to be honest. He's Mr. Incredible. Yeah, but he can't fly and shit, so I mean, He can jump pretty high, though. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And he's, he's essentially the Hulk in human form. So, like, he's not, he's not going to burn. Well, he will burn, but he won't bother him. No. He'll just pick Johnny up and pulp his head. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, for all intents and purposes, he could distract Violet. Meanwhile, Dash is going to dig under and come yeah, up. So that kind of negates he, both the domes at that point. It doesn't yet. Dash is under the dome, but he's still going to have to incapacitate Sue in order to... But again, I don't think he's going to pass it, just distract her enough. If he, if he, if, I mean, if he came he up straight up. underneath her and fanny punched her, <laughs> that would do it. Just come up and uppercut her in the cooch. <laughs> Not that we're advocating <laughs> now digital rape. Um, or fisting. <laughs> I mean, he's um, only a child, so he'd have a small hand. But not even that. You, you imagine, right? Like, you get a wasp in a car. Yeah. He gets, he get, he gets, he's inside, and he's fucking buzzing around and bouncing off all the walls inside. He's gonna piss it off enough. She's gonna get distracted. Yeah, I guess. He doesn't even need to touch her. No, it's more fun if he punches her in the cooch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. that is true. <laughs> okay, so he distracts her, and Johnny's distracted. Yeah. So both the domes. So both, both domes are down. Now, Dash has then either got to get back over to his side incredibly quickly, 
or try and do some damage. Because in my head, while he's in that dome, once they realize what's going on, the first thing that's going to happen then is going to have Reed basically tie him up. <coughs> yeah, However, Reed. that would also incapacitate some of Reed's limbs. Yes. But again, that's, that's assuming Reed can catch him to tie him up. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Because I mean, in my head, I'm kind of thinking that when I want, if he's bouncing around, there's nothing to stop him bouncing around and being in a big circle, but now I'm tying him up like an adat. Yeah, good point. Because they're not, they're not, they're not going to be able to see him. They'll feel him doing it, but they won't be able to stop him. Be too quick. To the point of the ultimate, so he just does it with Reed's arm, just fucking wizards yeah, around and ties them off. Yeah, and then pulls it and he goes off like a spinning top. <laughs> so yeah, well, I guess he can stay there and continually piss them off then. Yeah, he's just kind of getting in their way and running interference. He doesn't need to... Running flicking them on the nose. Yeah, because it means realistically, if it comes to a you know, a knockdown drag-out fight, he's a kid, he's not going to be able to do it that much. His, yeah. his asset is his speed. But see, again, like initially we came into this going, ah, oh, it's rubbish, he can run really fast. It is really not a rubbish power. <laughs> it is a pretty fucking incredible power to have. Hmm. Hence his name. But yeah, I mean, I think that, as I say, in, in terms of a fist fight, he's not going to be much good. But as a distraction, yeah, definitely. it's going to be great. And I think he's got the advantage over Johnny there, because he said, Johnny hasn't got that element of surprise. He can't do a lot. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to wonder whether he could actually put Johnny out if he ran around him really, really, really quickly. If he's the... Uh, the, the like a big, yeah, a big gust sent through the force and just put Johnny's flames out. Yeah, but then you can always root, just, root, just jump out of the... No, just get the move away and light it again. And light again, yeah. But yeah. he's never going to be able to lay hands on him to actually... No, because he moves so who takes out Johnny then? Because those two, although they, they are the anomalies, like I don't ever foresee a situation where those two are going to be in direct conflict because Johnny's power is useless against him. I think Johnny's going to be sort of a wild card in another fight. I think if it, you know, you've got the thing with Mr. Incredible fighting or uh, no, he's, he's going to be that. He's going to be a set of, I think that's the thing is, whereas, yeah, whereas Dash doesn't, whereas Dash is able to do things that the Fantastic Four can't counter, it's the same with Johnny. He could get involved in any other fight. With, I don't know, maybe with the exception of the thing of Mr. Well, Mr. Incredible. Because like I said, I, I think Mr. Incredible probably could take him down. He's got the super strength, but he's kind of invulnerable. Yeah, but I think if, you, if, you, if you've got him fighting the thing, they're both, they're both kind of similar size. They're going to be sort of, they're going to be trying to throw each other around and, and pummel each other. Mm. If you, you, can imagine, you can sort of imagine him again using that, that sort of character, the very smart, very smart, smarmy, suave, um, yeah, so the sort of he's going to fly in and sucker punch him. He's going to um, fly oh, past yeah, him and slap on the back of the head. Yeah, he's, he, that that's going to be his involvement. He's going to um, he's going to be enough of a distraction to get this sort of punch. I, in the and face. I think to be fair, the thing probably would need that because although they both they both got the strength and the, the things maybe you could argue is well no he's definitely bigger but probably slightly more invulnerable. The Mr. Incredible is slightly, but he's definitely slower. He's going to be slower. He's not. He's not as, as articulated because he's made of rock. Yeah, and I think that's that's what we're so I, think, I think, and he's got no nuts to kick him in. Mm. Yeah. So you can't even take a cheap shot. Well, no, you just have to hope somebody got a jackhammer somewhere, wouldn't you? Yeah. But yeah, I think that for both of those characters, I think that's the the role they play is the is the sucker punch, the distraction, while the other stuff, the more important stuff, is going on. Yeah. To the point, I don't know how you would actually finish anything between those two. If they were the last two standing, I don't know where you would go with that. But we're away off that yet, because nobody, nobody's actually dead. Yeah, nobody's actually gone yet. Yeah. So, so but I mean, I think we'll that, find out as we go yeah. through. But I mean, I think that would be the sort of role that both both of those characters would play is that they'd use the fact that there's nothing that the other side has to counter as a means of, of getting across. Okay, so for the time being, then what we've got is both of those running interference. We've got Mister Incredible essentially having a fist fight with the thing. Is how it's, neither yeah. of them are very 
uh, eloquent, shall we say. No, yeah, <laughs> they're going to in, yeah. They're going to wade in and start pummeling the shit out of each other. Now, Mr. Incredible, just like He-Man, does do a lot of rock smashing and throwing. Yes. So, he could possibly punch the thing so hard that he breaks him. Potentially, yeah. I know he's made of rock, but Mr. Incredible can break rocks. Yeah, I, I think, again, just strategic punching, I think... I, I think if he could line it up properly... But I think the thing's always going to protect his head. Because even though he's made of rock, you've got somebody of an equal punching force, obviously, you're going to protect your head. But if Mr. Incredible can break rocks, it stands to reason that he could grab an arm yeah. and pull it off. Yeah, so either, either that or he, he throws a punch into, no, if, into the if, arm and shatters it. Yeah, yeah, if the thing's got his hands up in front of his face to protect his face, punch the arm, the arm's going to break. Yeah. And at that point, he's only got one, one arm. One arm. With. And if Mr. Incredible rips the other one off, as he does frequently with the robot things in, in The Incredibles, could rip the arm off, he could cuff the thing to death with his own fucking arm. Which I'd pay to see, I've got to be honest. Yeah, the thing annoys me, but um, that's just personal preference. I think I've got to give it to Mr. Incredible, unless so. Johnny manages to, to wade in and sucker punch it. But even so, that is a distraction at best. Yeah, I mean, the, the only... The only thing he said, he, he would offer a distraction, at which point, if Mr. Incredible did take his focus for however long it would be to try and catch Johnny, the thing's got a chance to pin him to the ground and pummel him, but even then, I don't know what he's going to be able to do to no, him. Even if, him even if the thing gets him to the ground and mounts him, he's still got that strength and that ability to just shove him off. Yeah. It's, it's not like, like was, if, the thing, the yeah, if not. the thing pinned anyone else, then you couldn't shove him off. No, and he's just going to pummel him to death. But with Mr. Incredible, he's, he's got that resilience, that strength. Yeah. So he's just going to be all fucking out me alone already. Yeah, I mean, okay, so he'd now be punching upwards, which means he's going to have less, so maybe he couldn't shatter the arm, but he could but certainly... But push him off. Or yeah, or even roll him over, possibly. Yeah. In which case, he, if he rolls him over and mounts him, he's just going to smash his head to bits. Yeah, he's just going to smash it into the floor until it's... So you, you've kind of got to figure the thing is the first casualty here. I think so, yeah. I think the thing's, the thing's got to go. Yeah. Which I'm not sorry about. No, I mean, he's just a tank, isn't he? Yeah. So he's, but he's without, the, no, without the, the charm of the other tanks in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And Blood the Hulk. And yeah, well, exactly. See, the trouble is with the thing, and I get why he's, like, I get why this, he's always sort of pissed off and stuff, because he's stuck that way, whereas the Hulk, at least part of the time, there's a split personality, and at least part of the time he is still human, he is still Brazilian. Yeah, and I think the thing is just trapped that yeah, way. Yeah, even like, with Fantastic Four, they, their powers, they turn on and off. Yeah. The thing is always the thing. The thing is always a big fucking mountain. And to be fair, he manages that fairly well. Yeah. But still, that is his one thing, and as we've just learned, it's very easily counted. Yeah. Strength in general, as superpowers go, is such a common one. But it's, it's not kind that of useless. Yeah, it is kind of useless. It needs to be coupled with something. If you're strong and invulnerable, right, or if you're yeah. strong and you can fly, or you can move really fucking fast, right, right. yeah. If you're just, no, if you're just abnormally strong, doesn't do a lot. No, because generally when you're designing a supervillain to go against a superhero, they'll have very similar traits. Mm. Because otherwise it's just fucking yeah. one-sided anyway. So super strength on paper looks really good. But it doesn't really I mean, that's, do that's that the kind much. of thing with Mr. Incredible, isn't it? Like, he's not completely invulnerable. He is human at the end of the yeah. day. But he is like more invulnerable than... Yeah, he, he's considerably He's got strong skin and stuff. And, and the key is like he is essentially sort of a secret agent and he's sort of had a lot of training and stuff yeah. as well whereas the thing is just a big fucking pile of rocks but the thing, the thing with Mr. Incredible is like you look at him and you think right he's a big dude he's just yeah. he's a big bloke but you look at him in comparison to other men in that universe it's not even proportionate it's not like you know no. me and you where I'm 6'6 six, six and you're 6'1 yeah. 
Yeah, he's six foot ish. Yeah. So it's not a case of he's a little bit taller and a little bit bigger. He's fucking he's huge. huge. Yeah. And you look at him next to Frozen, okay, height wise, there's not that much difference in it. Yeah. But, but he's a, a barrel. Yeah, he's yeah. a brick shithouse. Whereas yeah. Frozen is a fucking matchstick. Yeah. And there's nobody in that universe that I remember, and I might be wrong on that, so it's been a while since I've watched it. But there's nobody in that universe who has that similar sort of stature. No, definitely not. I mean, uh, Syndrome's kind of. Kind of stocky, yeah, he? he's more fat, whereas Mr. Yeah. Purple, like he, his shoulders are massive. Yeah, like he's huge and he's barrel chested. Yeah, like you had that yeah. joke at the start, anyway, where he's putting his costume yeah. on and he's got, he can't get the belt up because it's yeah. too big. All that but then he's a but he gets yeah, he gets back in the shed and yeah. for the mission because he's retired. Yeah, but yeah, syndrome is just kind of a fat kid. Yeah, essentially, I'm, I'm yeah. the last person to run on fat kids because I used to be when I still had one. But yeah, so you look at it that way and you think, well, Mr. Incredible's actually. An anomaly in the same way the thing is, there's nobody physically like him in that universe no. that we've seen. So then you put those two together, and there's not really much of a contest. So no, it, it does naturally come down to the fact that Mr. Incredible's that much more mobile. Yeah, and it's it's kind of just a, not a slugfest then. It's you know, just sort of, you know, who can hit harder, who can who can get around quicker and do more damage. Which, as we said, is Mr. Incredible because he's that much more mobile. Yeah, and it just comes down. Yeah, it comes down to the fact that rocks are. I mean, bones are easily broken as well. I know, but. Mr. Incredible has layers of tissue and muscle and other things yeah. that kind of pad out his essential organs, whereas yeah. the thing it's, is rock. Yeah, he's just solid rock all the way through. through. Yeah. yeah, especially by someone with super strength. Yeah, and realistically, I mean, even if he doesn't break it right away, as soon as you crack rock, it's ultimately vulnerable. It, yeah, and it's, it's weak. Just, as yeah. soon as you put any, any sort of pressure on it, the crack gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So even if he lands one of these massive blows and it only cracks his arm, as soon as he tries to throw a punch or he takes another one, that crack is going to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's going to be his downfall in this instance. Yeah. Okay, so that's that one going on. Johnny's buzzing around distracting him, so you've got to figure at this point now Mr. Incumbent's going to turn his attention to Johnny. Yeah. But he's going to have to catch him and, and pin him down and stuff. Now, I guess you figure Dash has got to help him with that then, if Dash can lead Johnny almost. Yeah. I think Mr. Incredible. The problem for me is if Dash is running really, really fast, Johnny can fly in the other direction. Yeah. It's how you get that, in, that those two interacting with one another. Well, I think it, it, it comes down to a schoolyard fight because they are ultimately the two most immature characters. Well, I'm going to run and slap you, then run away. And yeah, I mean, like Dash has got to piss him off yeah. to the point where he loses his temper, which is very easy to do with Johnny. Yeah, he is, excuse the pun, hot headed. Yeah. So if Dash just winds him up, and then leads him towards Mr. Incredible. I mean, even to the point where if he's pissed off enough, Mr. Incredible can just wind up Johnny the fly towards him and he yeah. can just, just slap again. him. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I mean, if it was the, if it was on the other side, you kind of like to know if it was uh, somebody flying at Reed, you kind of just turn his arm into a big bat and just twack yeah, him on the exactly, way. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, Reed's obviously going to be fighting Mrs. Incredible. Yeah, because they're kind of the same. Because they're kind of the same, and that's just going to be a battle of twisty tangents. Yeah, it's, it's whoever ties the other one up first, and then I'm going to get the other one And the thing is, that comes down to two things. Like we said, one, she's a matriarch, so she is going to be fighting a lot more fiercely than he yeah, is. Yeah, but I think he's going to be more logical in that respect, because his... Well, definitely, he's, he's a genius. Her, yeah, but so. not only that, like, her ability is going to be mooted by the fact, or not mooted, but certainly be affected by the fact that she's trying to protect her family. Yeah. Reed's trying to protect his team. Yeah, but I, yeah, I can get exactly. More yeah, I think that's the, the benefit he's got. I think he, I think he's going to be able to be a lot more logical. On the other hand, seeing that her side won up already, yeah, I think he's going to be thinking, "Fuck, we need." To and do it comes to down go. to which you know which which is better. There is it better that he's fighting on the side of logic or that she's got something to fight for? Yeah, and that's that's um, always the question. But the the real key here is it's a male versus female battle. He's got nuts. Yeah. 
chicken and him in the nets and, and from what I remember and I mean I, again I'm, I'm not as familiar with as you are but he was always kind of a, a goody goody he was oh, he's so a pussy he's man. not he's not Reed's he's not going to get into a fight with a woman he's not going to beat the fuck out of a woman no no Reed's just because of the era he came from and all the rest of it Reed's a fucking pussy man so, so. I mean he's kind of kind of, he's going to kind of want to disarm her and try and slow her down but he's not going to want to punch her and Mrs. Incredible is definitely not above kicking him in the nuts. Oh God, no! Definitely not. She's a sassy broad. Like, yeah, she I mean, will kick him in the nuts. Yeah, and again, I mean, I think it's come down to and again. It comes back to what we said earlier about super fast being a rubbish skill. Yeah. If you can get Dash to fucking run rings around him, he's going to tie himself up literally yeah. in knots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the way to do it. If if you can incapacitate him in any way, whether that be kicking him in the nuts or whether Dash just manages to, to sort of spin him around and tie him up, once he's down. He just tied his fucking limbs together. Yeah, he can't, he can't do anything, man. No. So he's, he's a fucking non-starter, really. Yeah. So all you've got, which is unsurprising, to be honest, because she clearly is the most powerful anyway, you've got Sue versus all of the Incredibles. Yes, but she can turn invisible. And she is fucking super powerful. Not only can she turn invisible, she can also manipulate fucking air and stuff. Yeah. And put force fields up. and Yeah. Oh, she can do force bubbles and stuff. We said about Violet throwing things. She mm-hmm. can do force bubbles. So, yeah. She's arguably the most powerful character out of all of this lot, to be fair. Yeah. So, but again, I think we've talked about this before in other capacities, but kind of the way she was put together, you don't generally think of her as being that strong a character in her own no. She's a very strong supporting character, mm. and her abilities are very good to complement the others. But you never, you never sort of think of her as being powerful in her own right, and powerful enough to do anything on her own. No. I mean, we haven't actually, we, we touched on it briefly, we didn't say in concrete that Johnny was gone as well, but we did say that probably Mr. Incredible could take him down. So yeah. we just assume that that has happened if those two... Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Dash, him and Dash are going to kind of get into it, at which yeah, point yeah. I say, Mr. Incredible's paternal this is going, hang on, leave my fucking kid alone. Yeah, it, it, the second he can get a hand on Johnny, it doesn't matter if he's on fire or not, the second yeah. Mr. Incredible can get a hand on Johnny, he's yeah. fucking gone. That's it. Simple. It's that, it's that no, base animal, no, that's my child, I need to protect it. Mm. Now, the problem we got here is I don't think, just like we said about Reed, I don't think Mr. Incredible would really obliterate a woman. I don't think he'd properly put hands on Sue. No, I don't either. He's too old, certainly he's too much of a gentleman and too old-fashioned to do that. He'd probably fight her if yeah, he had to. I, th- I think it would be more a case of trying to fend off an attack, yeah. you know, so trying to defend himself rather than actually throwing punches and trying to trying to take her out. Yeah, I mean, this one has got to come down, really, to the others. It, this has got to come down. I mean, Violet is the direct match, yeah. but I think Sue is probably stronger than Violet. I'd say so, and power. probably more stable as well. I mean, we've talked about um, yeah, Violet as a teenager. teenager. She's yeah. a teenager, she's kind of an outsider. She's Sue's going to be more focused, especially having seen her brother and, and in, a, in a straight fight, like if it come down to the two of them negating their powers, Sue's that little bit bigger, that little bit older. Yeah, Violet's, a, Violet's a twig, so you, you've got to you've got to assume that if those two are going at it while everyone else is fighting, Sue's got the upper hand there. So if she takes out Violet, that is really going to send Mrs. Incredible. I think so, and I think at that point... I mean, it's Elastigirl Smackdown time. Yeah. But, I mean, again, I think that's where the invisibility comes out. I don't think it's come into it until now, but I think that would be her only chance, would be to, to try and disappear from sight and try and get a jump on her. See, this, this is the thing, yeah. She could, she could go invisible and possibly take out Mrs. Incredible that way. She could blindside her. Yeah. But then it's coming down again to how much brute strength she's got and how able she is to take her on toe-to-toe. Well, I think if, if she's invisible, she blindsides her. I think that as long as... She's got the that's a ruthless part, and she's got that in her. 
she could quite easily get behind her and snap a neck. Could you snap a neck though? Because she bends. Oh yeah, that's true. She's Lexi. What would you cut? That's what you couldn't pop her head off either, could you? No. Got rubber bones, man. She's elastic girl. Yeah, there are better applications for that than fighting. <laughs> but that's the thing, like she could blindside it, but yeah, she couldn't actually do anything. She couldn't with do it. a lot, could she? No. That's what I'm saying. If it comes to the point where I mean, it's never shown, but. If she punches her, would she just absorb the punch, or is she able to just absorb the punch? Yeah, she can just sort of form around it. Yeah. Even if the fist goes goes against the flesh, and so it would just the force ricochet back. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's either ricochet back or an envelop back. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought of that. So yes, she's invisible, and yes, she can blindside, but she's not really going to do a lot of damage. I mean, I think for me, in that what has she done to Violet is the key. Has she killed Violet? I mean, it's a fight to the death, so she's got to. If she's taking she, fire like that, yeah. she's got to kill I mean, her. I think for me, she's kind of got to go... She's got to go invisible and become a bit predatorish. Yeah. Just get behind them and pick them off. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, she's doing that. She's going to get behind Violet. Violet's got... Violet... No, she can snap Violet's neck. It's not Violet's neck. Yeah. If she was strong enough, she could do the, do the same thing as Mr. Incredible, or she could do something behind him to take him out. Take him in the nuts. Take him in the nuts, hit him over the head with something really fucking... Um, whatever. She could pick up the thing's arm. <laughs> And knock him out with it. Yeah, I mean, so she she could use invisibility that way. Same as she has her, her power. She could well. definitely take Mister Incredible down by doing that. Like we said, strength is great and all, but it's very vulnerable. It's limited. Yeah. So as providing she's got something, I mean, she's not going to be able to snap his neck. Even then, though, I mean, I suppose she she needs to concentrate her powers. So she can't sort of yeah. she couldn't sort of set it and leave it. She couldn't no. sort of, she couldn't use her power to force him to no, no, no. and leave him there. She no. could actually as long as she can get behind. Violent and get behind him, which being invisible, she should be able to do. You can definitely give it you to can, her over Violet. She can definitely take Violet out. Yeah. Mr. Incredible, she's going to have to work for a bit more. Yeah, um, um, but I mean, again, I think, as you say, kick, kick him in the nuts. It's mm. going to pass in long enough that she could then get that big rock arm and um, smack him in the temple with it and take him out as well. So that leaves. Well, you've got, you've got Dash and Elastigirl. Now, Dash, she ain't getting behind Dash. Dash to All me, Dash has got to do is keep moving. Yeah, so Dash keeps moving, and if you can't see her, he's not going to do anything to her. But she's not going to be. But able she's not able to catch him either. I mean, to the, really, she wouldn't be able to see him either. He is just a blue when he starts moving. Go into a fight with Mrs. Incredible. As soon as she tries to do, as I said, you can't snap a neck, can't rip her head off. As soon as she's in the vicinity and tries to do anything, all she has to do is wrap her up. Yeah. Because once she's wrapped her up, she's similar she, to how we've taken Reed down. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, no, I mean, all this is incredibly easy. Oh, all right, wrap her up with her up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and then she's just a big fucking snake. She goes invisible while well, she snakes. Yeah. yeah, she's invisible. She can't get out. And she just needs to be a big fucking snake and squeeze her to death. So, what, what they need to do, and bear in mind there's two of them, again, Dash needs to kind of work the distraction angle. Provided they didn't find out where she is. Well, Dash could run over water. So, if he could lure her anywhere near water and get yeah, her she, wet. Yeah. I mean, Dash could even. Dash could get some sort of receptacle and throw water over her even, but that's, that's got to be the key there, is that if they can get her wet, just like with Predator, you get her wet, yeah. then you can see her. Yeah. And the second we can see her, Mrs. Incredible can wrap right. her up. Yeah. So, again, that's got to come down to Dash, just distracting her, basically, and getting her near water. I think so. I mean, I, can't, I think with the, the first one of the last lot of Marvel films, Final Four films, I think that when she was trying out powers in the first one, I think that's what they did, they got her wet, didn't they? And then, mm. I'm sure, I'm sure it was when she was, before they had the suits and she was walking around yeah. naked. And I'm sure that's what happened and she lost control of it and she popped up in the middle of the street naked. So yeah, either that or no, any, any, if, if he's moving that fast, 
potentially he's got he's going to be kicking up dust and all sorts on the ground. Well, there is that as so well. So that, yeah. that's going to form an outline. He does for kick up dust when he runs. Yeah. yeah. So that again, that's going to form an outline for him. So she's not that invisible. Even if she's invisible, you yeah. can still see where she is. You can't see her features, but you can see her outline. You see where she is. Yeah. I mean, to the point, if it was me, and no, I, I look nothing like Mrs. Incredible. I would say, no, Dash, take my hand. I'll just make it as fucking flexible as I can. Run. Run. Yeah. And when we find her, just run around her. Yeah. So we can tie her up, and then I can, well, my arm becomes a big fucking snake, yeah. and we just crush her. Yeah, definitely. And then she's gone. And then she's gone. And, no, we, we're, we're down four to two. No, oh, we're up four to two, rather. We've killed four of them. We've lost two of ours, but hey, we won. Yeah. Reed's still alive. We tied him up, so they need to like go over and stamp on his head or something. <laughs> well, you can't you melt him, don't you? Because same as, same as her, he's elastic, so you're yeah. not going to cut him Unless you cut his head off. Yeah. Um, but you, you can melt him. Yeah. So you know, can can they really like Johnny's corpse? <laughs> well, the other two are definitely fucking dead. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if you can do something to melt him, or you can get something corrosive on him that's going to basically kind of eat through rubber. Yeah. I mean, he the fact he's incapacitated just means he's quite easy to kill. And then you get a big fucking comedy scissors and chop him off at the chin. Well, I mean, essentially, yeah. If you take anything's head off, it is dead. Yeah. Unless it's a fucking robot. Yeah. So provided that you know, the the operating system, I think, isn't in the head. Yeah. I mean, again, all, that, all that's required is for him to not see it come in. It doesn't matter if your bones are flexible or not. And it's the same with when we were saying um, Sue Storm distracting uh, Mrs. Incredible. If you don't see it coming, you yeah. can't get out of the that's way. That's it. I mean, if, if, no, if you go at it with a big pair of scissors, he's going to use what power he's got to you know, change the shape of his head or to move his head around. So, again, you kind of need Dash to sort of pin him in place. Well, I mean, that, at this point, Dash is the fastest person on Earth. Yeah. So he could easily get back to the Incredibles house, get a pair of scissors if need be, or really, where I'm going with this, get Jack-Jack out of the nursery, bring him over and just get him to pummel Reed's head into, into a pulp if he doesn't see it coming. Or just rip his, probably could rip his head clean off. I mean, Mr. Incredible certainly could if he could get hold of him, despite being last, he, he could apply enough torque to just pop yeah. his head clean off. Unfortunately, he's dead. Yeah, but Jack-Jack's not. Yeah, but it's whether he could focus his... Attention long enough to, to pull it Jack Jack's also got one really big fucking chomper of a tooth. That is true. He probably and his teeth are probably super strong, so he could probably bite straight through it. What you do then risk is creating a superhuman cannibal uh, if he develops a taste for human flesh, but yeah, could yeah. end up with a super villain rather than a superhero. Which, by the way, should definitely be the plot of The Incredibles too. Why have I only just thought of that? Yeah, I don't think they should do definitely have a villain for a son. That would be amazing. I think we need to send them this, uh, this podcast. That is an amazing idea. I hope that's what they do. If they do, and I have no idea, but if they do, I thought of that on my own right here. You hear it first. <laughs> yeah, I've got a feeling they've probably already written it since they've announced it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely going into production and stuff, but that is definitely what they should do with that child. Yeah. Right, okay, well, that's... That's kind of it, then. Kind of it, then. In the Battle of the Incredibles and Fantastic Four, The Incredibles take it. Yeah, I'm... I, I was expecting more of a fight, and I was expecting, given that the Thunder Force was to be more battle hardened and kind of wiser, I kind of thought they'd get it. I kind of always knew it would be the Incredibles. It comes down to that family unit again. They are a family. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll stand completely by what I said earlier. Being super fast is fucking rubbish. It doesn't do. It, it doesn't do any good. Oh no! Come on! I mean, it, Dash it, it, was, it didn't just win that fight. Da, yeah, Dash was entirely <laughs> essential to that whole process. Absolutely. No he, Dash. He, he, was, he was involved in the in the the four. Death, so yeah, that's fucking rubbish for you to see. Um, yeah, and you do think it's a crap power. If somebody says, you want, what does the Flash do? Well, he runs really fast. 
great. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of fucking essential. Yeah. Like, as a, when, when, when you look at it on paper, you think, yeah, it's a good deal. But when you actually come into it, yeah, it's, it's a lot more useful, especially in, in this sort of circumstance, which obviously happens every day. Yeah. But yeah, so in the, in the case of the Fantastic Four versus the Incredibles, the Incredibles kicked their asses. If you disagree, tough. Um, if, you, if you want to talk to us about it or you want to recommend any fights you'd like to see or just generally shoot the shit, go to our website, whowinspodcast.com and contact us through there. Until next time, see you later. See ya. Hey,